And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Long ago, at the end of the last great ice age, there arose in the north a powerful queen. Her name was Juliana, and her ambition was to extend her realm to all the regions of the known world. To this end, she gathered an army, and she bore a son and named him Necron. And him she tilted in the black arts and in the powers of the mind. And when Necron came of age and attained mastery of those powers, together they seized control of the region of ice. And from their castle called Ice Peak, they sent a giant glacier rumbling southward. No village or people could stand against its relentless onslaught. And so the remnants of humanity fled south and huddled for warmth among the volcanoes of a mountain region ruled by a generous king named Jero from his fortress which men called Fire Keep. And still Necron pushed the ice ever southward into the temperate zone toward Fire Keep. And no one dared guess at the outcome of a meeting on the field of battle between fire and ice. Bonus Material Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. Episode 154. Yeah. Just me and you again, it buddy. Is, is. You know what's happening is is that as we're booking guests, it's we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Yeah. And it, it's harder. It's it's like everything, you know, whether it's work or, or like if you run a business, this is a bad time of year usually. You know, it's just it's it's hard for people to get away from their stuff. Right. And usually the rule in uh, Sounds like such a douchebag to go in Hollywood. <laughs> but December, we close down. Right. For the most part, all the effect shop close, all the writers close, everyone right. goes away so that they can, you know, have a regular Christmas thing. So getting people um, this time of year is really tough. Yeah. And it was, it's been tough before. It'll be tough next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we do, we did line some cool shit coming up January, February, March. We're yeah. booking into April now, and, and we got some good stuff coming up. But... This episode, we decided to talk about adult animation. Right. Everybody right. that I've talked to, whenever whenever I say that, they're like, oh. Like porn, right? <laughs> like, no. It's no, no, like, no. That, that's a, I mean, adult doesn't have to mean naughty. Yeah. Arutsu Sogadoji, we're not going to talk about. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but the idea that it's, I was trying to explain to someone, it's not so much Adult animation as animation for adults. Right, exactly. And not doing, you know, it's not hentai, it's not any of that other stuff. Right. So many people, um, and I think this is one of the, the, the things behind wanting to do a show like this, is that we when we think of cartoons, we think of kids. Mm-hmm. But there's a long um, history of uh, the animation was actually, I mean... It, it, in the beginning days, especially, 
you know, people are figuring out and stuff. They're not thinking of children, right? You know, uh, they're they're thinking of uh, the regular movie going audience, which, at, to be honest, at that time was, you know, nobody knew what that was yet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the first movie I wanted to talk about real quick I, I, is uh, something by Windsor McKay, the guy who brought you Little Nemo, okay, and Gertie the Dinosaur. Um, in 1918, he did this um, jaw-dropping um, cartoon called uh, The Sinking of the Lusitania. Mm-hmm. And it was done as a propaganda film to try to get America to get involved in World War One. Right. And it, and it, you know, it, it, it depicts the sinking of the Lusitania, which was sunk by torpedoes. Um, and uh, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Is it, is it feature length or is it a short? No, it's like, a, I want to say it's 11 minutes long. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you're familiar with Windsor McKay's work, it's it's very cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And, and um, this isn't. That's why it's jaw-dropping. When you look at it and you're like, holy crap, this is from 1918. Um, everything's very realistic and it's very... It's rough. Is it, there's, is there's it, people dying. I haven't dying seen it. So is it... Is it the it's style? available on YouTube. Oh, okay. Is it... Like Max Flesher kind of stuff. Max Flesher kind of stuff, also cartoony and and no, this was. But it had Flesher stuff it, had a look to it. It true. No, this was picture if Disney had done uh, a straight up <laughs> the a bombing straight, of a ship. A straight. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it looks funny. great. And 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 uh, if folks haven't seen it, go on YouTube and just type in the sinking of the Lusitania, Windsor McKay. And uh, you'll see some of the first mm, animation that was done mm-hmm. for an adult audience that didn't have cute cartoony things happening. Yeah, it wasn't Steamboat Willie. No, it's it's very realistic. It's, huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Because there's a lot of this stuff. I remember sh- a lot of shorts. You'd always see them, you know, as a as a preamble to something at an art house or right. back when art houses were just beginning to be a thing. Um, um, the first film I found was uh, first animated feature produced in uh, the UK was Animal Farm. Yes. Uh, so Animal Farm uh, I remember watching Animal Farm when I was a kid and, and I had read the book and I was a big fan of the book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I remember watching the cartoon thinking, well, this, this could have been made by Disney mm-hmm. or, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's a beautiful movie. The animation is top notch. It, uh, it's, it's really true to the novel mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, it's, it's a fave. I mean, it, it's kind of jaw dropping. It was cool. Yeah, it was one of those first things where it was, like, because it was a cartoon, as a kid, I was interested. Right. Um, but then it had all of these really, like, heavy themes. You got Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. One of the side, before we get too far down this road, I, would, I do want to address one small thing. And one of the things I kept running into was the Japanese connection, we're going to call it. And I, and I really feel like we're going to try to stay away from too much of that stuff. Right. Um, because I think anime is its own show. Right, exactly. And 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 by extension, there's the there's the whole hentai mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah subgenre. Right, 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 uh, right. And and as we were leading up to the show, I was telling people what the show was going to be about. 
that's what everybody's mind went to. Sure. Oh, you're doing, you're talking about animated porn, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, no, adult doesn't have to mean naughty. It, it, you know, it, it's like thematically stories yeah. for adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're not about fairies or whatever. And even then, they can be about fairies, but still have an adult theme. Well, so, like a lot of the cartoons from the early part of the 20th century, we th- we might think of them as kids' cartoons because they have these cute animal characters and stuff, but so often, the jokes in them, the themes in them mm-hmm. are adult. I mm-hmm. mean, even Betty Boop, yeah. um, you know, is, is... Oh, remember the... <laughs> Excuse me, the... Um... The clown, there's one of the clown going to hell. Right. Yeah, well, and yeah. holy shit, that is so not for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I think a lot of those, even the Warner Brothers animation, it was always like, here's some for the kids, and here's one for mom and dad. Right. Because you knew mom and dad was going to be there. So well, you remember, I think it was Warner Brothers who did the, uh, uh, I can't, you know, the song, they, they did a cartoon for the song. You know, when the Fuhrer says... Yeah, yeah, we the Kay Kaiser song. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, a lot of time, there was that whole era of Warner Brothers cartoons that was straight up pro- propaganda. Right. You know, um, Bugs Bunny fighting Tojo and, and right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think it's later that we get to the feature film that's animated. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a lot of... You're right. There's a lot of shorts in the 40s and 50s and even in the 60s somewhat. Um, but it's not till, uh, I think, well, I think the big name for me anyway, that hit the table that really sort of, that we can probably do a this. whole show on. Yeah. And that's Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. You know, cause you know, with Fritz the cat and, um, um, what's the other one? What's the coon? Was it coonskin? Oh man. Coonskin is, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's, brutal, man. that's a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you could do coonskin these days. I don't think you could. Um, you know, having said that, you know, a lot of my friends are big fans of that movie, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's it's all that, yeah, yeah. Like Rock and Roll and, and all the Fritz the Cat stuff. There was the, remember Heavy Traffic? Yeah. Uh, he did what I, what many, up until recently, everyone thought was the definitive Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's you know? true. Bakshi it, it, uh, is one of those guys that... Kind of like Don Bluth in that uh, he, he, you know, he wasn't working for Disney. He mm-hmm. wasn't working for, you know, any, any of these, these regular, you know, the, the, the names that you, you normally check off mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're talking about animation, when you're talking about 2D cell animation. And um, kind of just did it on his own, you yeah. know. And, uh, and, and consequently was kind of able to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Whatever he wanted. Yeah. Once he got past Fritz the Cat, and everyone was like, oh, this is what you're doing. Yeah. But then again, he was... You remember Lord of the Rings? It was the, one of the first instances of rotoscoping. Right. Um, uh, that is you... Well... Uh, rotoscoping in, 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 in that way, where you're using... where you're, you're, Live action to animation. Live action. But, but, I mean, they were using rotoscoping back when they did... Snow White for oh, okay. like the dancing I didn't know sequences that. Oh, and really? stuff. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Now, I, it, no, I take that back because I just saw an Alice in Wonderland thing where they there was a source video of right. a girl moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably unfairly, I've I've sometimes said that Ralph Bakshi was a lazy animator mm-hmm. in that any chance he got to insert like black silhouettes of live actors moving around, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
But, you know, I again, you know, he's kind of doing it on his own. You do whatever mm-hmm. you can. What made his stuff special was um, the subject matter. Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody had done... Uh, Fritz the Cat is, is, is... It's all, you know, the adult themes there are mostly, you know, about, pertaining to sex. Mm-hmm. Um, Fritz the Cat is uh, was originally a... Um, uh, R. Crumb mm-hmm. uh, underground comic, and uh, by the way, he he hates that movie. Crumb, R. Crumb, yeah, he hates. I can see that. He hates it. There's but not the, much R. Crumb. R. Crumb hates everything <laughs> except for like 1920s music. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing with Bakshi that really made two things really in my head cemented him wizards. Man, Wizards is so fucking so cool. good. And and then we're gonna come back to Fire and Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, it's interesting. Like, um, uh, like Fritz the Cat, um, Wizards is based on uh, uh, you know, another artist's work. It's Von Baudet, right? Yeah, Von Baudet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, it's. Wizards is one of my favorite movies. It's great. And shout out to uh, uh, listener Larry Frank, who, who, whenever he heard that we were going to be doing this, he's like, you got to talk about Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just remember it being, you know, it was everything you wanted in in a Ralph Bakshi cartoon. Yeah. And more, because it wasn't being silly and dopey and, right. and grab-assy. And that was, the, that was one of the points that, that Larry had brought up, was that um, it was cool because... While you can't sit down with your kids and watch Fritz the Cat or Coonskin yeah. or even Heavy Traffic mm-hmm. or American Pop or yeah. any of these things that most of that stuff, on, um, you can Wizards, mm-hmm. you know, and and it and it has it has adult themes. It's talking about um, you know genocide and violence and mm-hmm. and, and uh, war. It's an it's an, it's an anti-war film, mm-hmm. um, uh, and at the same time, there's not crazy violence there's not crazy right. sex there's you know um, it's a lot of implied like a lot of the women are very very rubenesque yeah yeah, yeah that yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. thinly her <laughs> scantily clad uh, i'm trying to see before i get too far out of the way we talked about we, you mentioned rock and roll um, Man, he's he, he had a slew of them. It was Man. the 70s. Yeah. He had, according to my notes, Fritz the Cat, Heavy Traffic, uh, hold on a second, um, Coonskin, Wizards, Lord of the Rings, American Pop, Hey Good Looking, which I don't remember in 82. I remember the name and I remember the poster, but I don't think I ever saw it. Right. Rock and Rule. And then uh, fire and ice, and that then he lays low for a really long time. Some would might even say to present day. One of the things before we get out of the seventies, I do want to mention is um, Rene Lelou's Fantastic Planet. Dude, another fan- one of those things that everyone should see at some point. Absolutely, Fantastic Planet. Uh, when did it come out? Seventy three. Seventy three. Mm-hmm. It has like this crazy weird. Uh, electronic soundtrack, yeah, and and it is it's just really trippy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it's heavy. It's heavy on the trippy and little light on the linear narrative. narrative yeah, 
But at that point, it's just cool to watch moving images that are dealing with. I remember. You know, I, I remember being a stuff. kid having not. You know, it, it was one of those. It was one of those movies that um, could never find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I think it was like late into the '80s before I actually yeah, saw it. The home video invasion. Yeah, you finally got it in your hands. And, but um, I remember those images of those like those big giant aliens with the giant red eyes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're just yeah, like. Yeah. What is this? Yeah, it was weird that I remember seeing it. I want to say in high school, like being oh, played, wow. being played in class. Wow. Um, that was back. When, <laughs> that was back in the day when you can share that kind of stuff. Remember the days when they would bring in that rack with the TV on it in your room, I loved and you're like, those "Oh, yeah. it is on." <laughs> so there was two days that I loved, you know, and it was like when they brought the TV in. Yeah. Or they brought the projector in, yeah. and then they pulled down the screen. Yeah, that yeah. always fascinated me because I was like looking at the projector. How and do you like, do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but also, too, I wanted to bring up. Um, I wanted to bring up a couple of Disney things. Mm. Um, well, I think, I think this first one is Disney. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, but it uh, it won an Academy Award, and it was the Old Mill Pond. I've never heard of this. The Old Mill Pond is a beautiful um, example of uh, what technically could be done with 2D cell animation. And it was it was it, it had multiple planes so that as you move through the scene from you know if you pan like right to left, mm. then you had parallax going on. It was oh, one cool. of the first times that you had that stuff kind of happening. Oh, that's very um, cool. And and it's. There's not really a narrative storyline. It's just all these um, things happening at this mill pond. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's animals and there's trees and there's oh, waving reeds and it's very it's wow. very cool. Why? Well, it, it weirds me out that I've never heard of this. Yeah, the, the old mill pond. Also available on YouTube. Check it out. It's right it's on. really cool. Fucking YouTube. But um, the big one for Disney um, is Fantasia. Sure. Fantasia. Um, you know everybody was all excited. It was like, oh, it's a new Disney thing, you know, and this is after Snow White and Pinocchio and, and mm-hmm. I, I think at that point even Sleeping Beauty had come out before. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, so, <laughs> so Walt Disney, you know, with his love of classical music decides to make this, uh, you know, crazy movie with like, you know, we have these musical pieces and we're going to do animated uh, um, not versions. What's the word? What's the word I'm looking? Let's call for? it interpretations. Yeah, uh, interpretations yeah, 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 of yeah, these yeah. of these classical pieces, and it didn't do well because people yeah, are people like, are like, "What the fuck is this?" And even when Mickey shows up for Sorcerer's Apprentice, right? It's not. Oh no! It's it's not, it's, it, it's heavy. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Holy there are ramifications to yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, beyond a duck not wearing pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it um, it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Fantasia. I can go back and I can. And at this time of year, um, it's really appropriate for me because I always think of it as a Christmas film. Probably. Yeah, I because, don't see that. Well, <laughs> but I get it. I get you. Yeah. But I, I, wow. Probably because of the Nutcracker. Yeah, uh, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. Even though he, he's not part of the story, it's mm-hmm. just the music. But sure. Um, and the rites of spring. I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, all of that to me means Christmas. Um, but uh, I remember um, 
like hippies like going to see you know it, so it didn't do well mm-hmm. until the 60s because it came out uh, I think Fantasia came out in the late 40s like 49 or something like that yeah I don't have a date on it and uh, you know it, it was this amazing color and just like mm-hmm. amazing images real use of the screen and yeah it wasn't just repeating backgrounds right and, stuff. Yeah, and totally. uh, uh, it, it, by the way for uh, if you're a uh, if you're a 2D animator, there's such a thing called, or at least there used to be, now everything's probably done in computers, there used to be a job called an effects animator. And what you, what that guy did was he animated things like fire mm. and uh, 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 you know, reflected light off of dew drops and smoke and things like that. Oh, cool. That whole movie is like an effects animator's dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's just full of that shit. And... Um, by the way, Night on Bald Mountain yeah, it's great. is one of the best. Yeah. Like, and if you're a horror fan, yeah, sure. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's always been that. I mean, look at Sleeping Beauty when when the evil queen turns into a dragon, yeah. and that's rad. That's yeah. crazy stuff. Um, hmm. Oh, I remember uh, even like in Pinocchio, how terrifying. The sequence where the kids are turning into donkeys. Yeah. yeah. The, the shadow. And it was like, oh, dude. Bambi's mom. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's that's when you know like this is, this, these aren't they, they have no interest in my well being. Because <laughs> <laughs> as a kid, I remember that being really frightening. Uh, we said we'd come back to Fire and Ice. I do want to do that. Uh, there was some announcement this week that Robert Rodriguez is they're moving ahead with. Um, yeah. So this has thing. been talked about for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think after Sin City came out. Um, and he's like, basically, I want to do the same thing that I did with Sin City, right. but do it for fire. Well, he's and ice. the guy that carries the source material book around. He did with Sin City, right? That's why he drafted. Uh, and at first, I was kind of when I heard about this, I was kind of like, ah, man, I don't know. And then we're going to talk about it later. But this Alita Battle Angel trailer came out, and now suddenly I'm I'm thinking. If he might be able to pull it off, yeah, definitely took what he learned on Sin City and, and his run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because because it looks everything looks great. So, which by the way, you know, uh, we, um, you know, we we've talked about it before. Rodriguez is like such a, you know, there's like such a wide, you know, there's mm-hmm. a, like like he, he'll make Lava Boy and Shark Girl, yeah, um, but he also Spy made kids. Sin City, yeah. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I think I think if anybody, well, for one thing, he's like one of the world's hugest Frazetta fans. Yeah. For those who haven't seen Fire and Ice, it's essentially Frazetta paintings brought into a narrative, and um, has some great Susan Terrell as the evil witch, the queen yeah. is so good in it. Yeah. Um, you'll hear her on the intro. That that the voice you heard in the intro was. Susan Trump. And 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 Tigra. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Impossible dimensions on her. <laughs> and uh but you know. And it's all the stuff that you love from Frazetta paintings. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact there are there are elements of Frazetta paintings that had nothing to do with fire and ice mm-hmm. that are that yeah. are in there, sure. you know. Um well, Jesus, there's, and then all the, and they were rotoscoping real people, so, like, when they ran, there's a scene of the main guy being chased by what 
I call them picks, but they're not picks. Right. But they're being he's being chased, and when you see him running, it's not a str- he drifts from side to yeah, side yeah, just yeah, like yeah. normal runners yeah. would do. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's impressive as fuck. There's this great story where like Frazetta was in his fifties when they made that movie, and Frazetta um, was always a frustrated athlete. Mm-hmm. He was an artist. Well, you oh, see the source material of him all right. flexing. Yeah. He was an artist because he wasn't an athlete, you know. So yeah. he was an athlete at home, you know. And, yeah. uh, like, he, there, you know, uh, it, like his buddies all say, you know, he could have played in the major leagues in baseball. Oh, know? wow. Right. Um, By the way, if you can find it, what it's called... Painting with Fire. Painting with Fire. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. Well, that's where this story comes from. Oh, okay, good. And uh, so, so Bakshi's telling the story about... They're on they're on set and and uh, they're directing these stunt guys running around doing stuff that are going to be used to rotoscope these characters, and uh, Frazetta's like, no no that's not how you run and like knock you know, I don't I don't remember like you know knock a guy down, and he's like runs out and does it you know he's like, <laughs> like here's how you do it he runs and like knocks this guy in his ass and and. That was Frazetta, and yeah. and and Bakshi was the perfect guy to do it, which yeah. is which is weird because it, it, when you look at Bakshi's other stuff, he has this fascination, with the exception of Wizards, he has this fascination with gritty urban situations, mm-hmm. whether it's drugs, um, racism, um, sex, you know that like that's where his his wheelhouse is. So it was it was. Fire and Ice was fun because it 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 not only it showed his love of of Frazetta, uh, but it also took him into this other world that he didn't spend much mm-hmm. other time in, right? Except for Wizards and Lord of the Rings, right? For people who don't remember, Bakshi came out with this uh, uh, animated version of Lord of the Rings, right? Um, on TV, right? Orson, no, it wasn't a film, was it? No, 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 no. That's that was. Rankin and Bass. Rankin and Bass. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. right. No, that was the, the one with Orson Bean. The uh, uh, the Bashy one is realistic. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, like. Um, but here's the thing: is that it only went up to like, it only told like two thirds of the story. Right. Supposedly there was going to be another one, and then they just never right. got around to it. Yeah. I w- did, did Mick Jagger voice? Something I don't. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Whenever I think of Mick Jagger, I always think of performance. And that I was, was yeah, performance or free Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. A couple of we wanted before we get too far out of this time frame. A couple things I wanted to bring up. Of course, heavy metal. Yeah. So heavy metal. Um, heavy metal. Uh, what? The early eighties. Uh, I have eighty one. Eighty one. So, you know, there uh, there was this magazine. Right, um, Metal Hurlant mm-hmm. from France, and it had all these amazing French artists. Mobius right, you, that's where like, most Americans saw people like Mobius, right? And even even Richard Corbin. And right, right. It's the first place I ever saw Tenille Liberatore. Uh, Ring Xerox. Yeah. Ring Xerox. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no one does skin tone like that guy. Uh, no, no, yeah. it's nuts. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, then came the American version of this magazine, mm-hmm. the heavy metal. And yeah, at the time, I remember it was an kind of an offshoot of Guccione's Empire and Penthouse and that kind I of think, thing. I think yeah, I think. And then that got sold it. off. It's 
the last thing I heard, it was owned by Kevin Eastman from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think so. And for a while it's there... It's still kicking. Yeah. It's for a while there, their editor, the, the person that was deciding what went in there was Grant Morrison. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. God damn, that's something. Um, but they... So what they did is they took some of the... the uh, I, I almost want to say fan favorite... Mm-hmm. Stories out of heavy like, metal. Um, the Wrightson thing in there. Yeah, the Wrightson thing. Captain Stern. Captain Stern. Was and had that fucking metal, that score where you had. Uh, <laughs> the score is fun, right? Because, yeah. like, you have. Sammy Hagar. It's, it's, it's heavy metal. And, like, yeah. Donald Fagan's on Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, man, funny. that sequence, by the way, the Harry Canyon sequence. Uh-huh. Like it's cool. It's it's when I saw the Fifth Element, I was like, "Holy shit! It's Harry Canyon, you know, from mm-hmm. Heavy Metal." Um, again, that French uh, connection with all this stuff. Yeah, it's, the art style is very. French. I remember, I remember in in school, um, like some girl was like, "Did you go see Heavy Metal?" I'm like, "No, but I'm going to. I'm all excited about it." She's like. It's got a lot of boobies in it. <laughs> She's like, they're sure. you know, they're cartoon boobies, but hey, but they're boobies. They're boobies. I'm wow. like, I'm there. Sign First me of up. all, uh, sidebar: I've never understood the, uh, women's embrace of the word boob. I just don't get it. <laughs> um, uh, one other thing I also want to mention for early '80s: uh, Martin Rosen, this UK production of a thing called Plague Dogs, which is about two yeah. dogs that are being tested on who escape and man is it dark yeah it's so depressing it is it it's not it's like it's one of those it's one of those ones that for me you watch once yeah and you don't go back it's like i remember someone hearing someone say that what if goofy got vivisection And you're like, because these dogs are have genuine personalities, and it's, and the whole time it's this panic, try to escape. Meanwhile, one of them keeps having seizures, and holy shit, it's so dark. Um, and then I've got a couple of things that are '80s related that are Japanese, and I just want to mention sure. a couple of them. One, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, fucking amazing. Um, Grave of the Fireflies. Uh, Studio Ghibli, and then uh, the big one in the 80s animated film crossing over was Akira. Yeah. Which, so... They I, keep talking about they're doing a live action. Man, we'll see. I remember when I first saw... Because for a long time, oh, yeah. anime escaped me. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew Speed Racer yeah. and Astro Boy, the things we saw on TV. Fucking Marine Boy. <laughs> Marine Boy was the shit when I was a kid. <laughs> and... Then, I don't know, like in the 90s, I think, I there was this awesome... Okay, so in Iowa City, Iowa, there was this place called the Tofu Hut. And the Tofu (laughs) Hut was a converted house. And it was the place to go for alternative uh, cinema as far as, like, VHS tape rentals went. And I remember it was cool because you'd go in and they had, like, they had all this 
porn that was cut out of magazines and just like pasted up on the wall. That's weird. And uh, the place was painted pink, and, and <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, it, some artist friends owned it, and but uh, but that's where I first saw. Uh, I, I was like, mm-hmm. "What is this?" And they're like, "You got to see it." It's like, and it was Akira, and I was just like. Holy fuck! Is there more of this? And then I saw Fisto, the North Star, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff well, like that. Well, with the Kira, with the hard thing with the Kira is is that opening clown chase. Yeah, is so cool. It's on the soundtrack. Yeah, holy. And shit. then it about midway it starts to unwind, and by the time you get to the end of Akira, not a lot makes sense. Just people are exploding into cancerous boils, and not a lot makes sense, but it certainly looks cool and to you know the kid who like is into lovecraft when tetsuo like yeah transforms oh. i'm just like for me oh, the most dude, when the girl gets <laughs> when the girl gets crushed for his girlfriend she gets crushed and you're and it's so like and, and when, when we say crushed she explodes yeah like, like <laughs> she reaches out for him and then just explodes into blood and you're just like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> but it was so important. I remember it was being so important yeah. because now this was weighty shit that yeah, was it, animated, and it, it was, was they it, weren't fucking around. And it was you know it was about nuclear mm-hmm. uh, or atomic bombs, bombs and, testing. And, yeah, you uh, know, uh, um, had a little bit of an X Files vibe at some point, when, right? Like when he's in there in the the intersection and all the glass breaks. That yeah. glass breaking is the shit. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Just watching all the shards fall. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know that, and I think that's what kept me away from anime for a long time was that I I, I hated the animation style because they usually animate yeah. on twos, so it's yeah. it's generally choppy. Um, for me, what happened was is like someone goes, "You got to see anime. Anime's so cool," and they hand me shit like Tenshi Miyu and Ranma One Half, and right. I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> So when I saw Kira, it was like, oh, oh yeah. now I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I said we weren't going to talk about this, but well, then I saw A Legend of the Overfiend, and I thought, oh, these people, oh, these, <laughs> <laughs> these people are clearly need watching. Um, I wanted to bring up um, 1986's uh, When the Wind Blows. There we go. When the Wind Blows um, is, uh, uh, it's an English film it's a, a a british film mm-hmm. and it's uh it's it's following a couple um after a nuclear after nuclear war it's a combination of animation and stop motion i don't remember stop motion so it's your animation and stop motion but, traditional but, jimmy murakami is the director right 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 um okay i don't remember the stop motion i just remember the the couple like Dying from radiation sickness again. That's fun. Like plague dogs. It's yeah. just like it's gut wrenching, and yeah. you're just watching them. And like at one point, the hair is falling out. It's like, oh dear, let me get this for you. <laughs> well, it's kind of like you know we talked earlier. I mentioned Grave of the Fireflies. Right. It's just oh my god, this is not a good time. No, it's important, but I don't. It's not fun. Right, and not for kids. What's it's, the other? What's the other one? Twilight of the. Oh. Something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I have it here later. But yeah. Uh, one last thing also about Ralph Bakshi. Cool World. The Brad Pitt, Kim yeah. Basinger thing. Mixture of live action and animation. Did that come out after Roger Rabbit? Uh, I want to say right around the same time. This was ni- This would have been 92. I don't have Roger I really, Rabbit. I really, no. Well, because I don't think Roger Rabbit. 
Well, first of all, it's not for adults. Although there is some adult stuff in there. There is some adult stuff in it, but it, I mean, it is for, it's a family movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, Cool World, um, really young Brad Pitt. Really young. Yeah, really Baby young. face, one might even yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, I, 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 and I might be wrong, but I think that was his last big hurrah, wasn't it? Bakshi? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it is. Yeah. Um, what was the other... There was the other one. Um, He's done other stuff since then. Like, he worked uh, on the the revamped My, uh, Mighty Mouse. Really? Uh, That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, he was... Well, I think he was the studio who was doing it. And, he, and people gave him shit because Mighty Mouse was basically taking drugs. And... <laughs> well... <laughs> well um, around the same time, I want to say that same year... Um, Never the one to shy away from ripping someone off. Fred Olin Ray did a movie called Evil Tunes, which is kind of the same <laughs> fucking thing. Um, but it, there's some, there's some good stuff there. Yeah. You know, Fred Olin Ray is like a bargain basement. You know, he's Every, in that everything. He's in that group. You know, him, David Dakota, all those guys that used to do stuff for Charlie Band. Sure. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I hesitate to put him in the same room as Ted B. Michaels, but yeah. kind of, sort of. He's a, he's Michaels adjacent, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a couple more animated thing, uh, Japanese things I want to mention because I think they're important. Ghost in the Shell, Princess Mononuki, the, which is the Studio Ghibli thing, right, right. And most importantly for me, Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about an opening. Yeah. That op that that chase through the trees is to the, the trees. shit. And in fact, when I think of that movie, that's all I can really remember is Oh, the, I remember the big stone guy oh, that's licking, right. yeah, licking yeah. that girl with the poison skin yeah. and it was so like <laughs> Japanese sort of folklore. Um that's one of the pieces of animation when you saw it you were just like, Oh, this is we're in another room now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah. is something. Um, and all that stuff, the, the, the straw hats and the, the, right. the big, um, staff that the one guy carries. Do you think that, um, that, that this subgenre exists because, um, there's something, there's just something different or magical about the, the animated image? Or do you think that it exists because this was the only way that we could do this? Hmm. I almost feel like C, all of the above. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You can definitely realize things in animation that it would cost. I mean, look at the difference between Ghost in the Shell animated and the ScarJo um, right. Ghost in the Shell. Right. One costs maybe a couple million, and one costs a hundred million just right. to just to duplicate it. And sometimes you can never duplicate it. You'll never be able to. Well, you could try, but duplicate that glass breaking, right? Capturing that live. I mean, these days with digital, I guess anything's well. You possible. could. I mean, you could you could do it, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same. You mm -hmm. know, like every now and then, um, uh, again with with some of these Japanese movies, that what what kind of always struck me were the backgrounds mm -hmm. um and you'd have almost like this this photorealistic um like shimmer on a water mm -hmm. or that kind of thing while your characters are still looking flat and, and hand drawn right. you know and i don't know if that was a combination of computer stuff or I, mm. i'm not sure uh the the mononuki stuff the studio ghibli the uh miyazaki stuff 
it's it's very different from one another, but it's all still kind of the same. Yeah. And talk about dealing with things. He has this Miyazaki has this great way of taking adult themes and wrapping them in this gossamer covering that where kids embrace it. You know, when you look at things, you know, even like there's some real ecological stuff that they talk about in Ponyu that um, uh, probably sails over most of the kids. But, you know, there it is. One of the things I also wanted to mention was a film, 1992, um, was the first animated film to have an all African uh, American cast. And that's BB's Kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was based on, I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on the comedian's name, but he does this whole thing about this neighbor of his BB right. and her kids. They made an animated movie on it. And um, it was good, solid. Um, mm -hmm. Dealt with a lot of, you know, we're children growing up in the inner city right. kind of stuff. Uh, so there's that. Um, you know, 2009, mm -hmm. um, we have Rob Zombie dipping his right. fingers into, into this genre. There's a lot in there, yeah. Uh, with... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at them, but I'm spacing on the name. Um, I'm looking at the haunted world of... of El Superbisto. El Superbisto. Right. It was after Devil's Rejects, I want to say. Mm -hmm. It was right around that same time. A lot of the same people show up. Yeah. Um, it has it has a huge following, that yeah. movie. It's yeah. cool. I, I don't I don't remember being a big fan of it. I don't remember quite well. It, mm -hmm. has, a, you know, it has a very um, kind of a Big Daddy Roth. Yeah, I Real would say good. yeah, I would say Ralph Bakshi, Big Daddy Roth, and um, John Chris Felucci. Sure. who did Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a real kind of one of those vibes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me see. Well, you know, in in that brings up something that I hadn't thought about for the show, but um, a lot of the stuff for the um, um, like Adult Swim, uh, yeah, kind of would fall into this. Sure, you, you know, like. Um, well, even, even, I would argue, even South Park. I was just going to bring up, Bigger, Longer, Uncut is definitely a film for adults. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah. it, it's, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you, you know, South Park, South Park's, you know, uh, um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's very first thing they ever did was what would become South Park. Right. And the, it was the... Something of Christmas. It was like... Spirit of Christmas. Something, yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus fighting Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they're, you know, they're calling each other pig fucker. You can't say pig fucker! <laughs> and, uh, um, as we've learned, you can say pig fucker. Sure you can. <laughs> if you're doing a cartoon for adults. Yeah. 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 And it was one of those things where, I, I think Parker and Stone have talked about it, about putting these adult concepts in the mouths of children somehow makes it easier to, to get past. Well, that's, you know, that, and, and I think that that's where these things, um, work a lot mm -hmm. it, 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 in much the same way. Okay. Well, take a look at animal farm, you know, uh, George Orwell, is it able to write about the political situation? Right. So he writes about it. Anthropomorphizes it. Yeah, absolutely. Through, through animals. And I think the same thing works with the animated image. Mm -hmm. Where you might get in trouble for filming, you know, this 
particular scene or this atrocity oh, yeah. that you do love. Legend of the Overfiend in live action right. and you have a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but for some reason, because we're drawing it Yeah, it works. It, it works. Yeah. And it somehow gets past censors too, which right. is weird. Uh the other thing I want to mention in the nineties, um Beavis and Butthead to America. Yeah. I was never a Beavis and Butthead fan, but there's a lot to, to dig that. The the version they do of Ohio Players um the Ohio Players song is great. Uh, roller coaster. Love roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say it's love roller coaster. Yeah. That sounds. Anyway. That sounds right. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds feels right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so there's that. Well, I was a, I was a huge uh, Beavis and Butthead fan, mostly because of the videos. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like Mystery Science Theater yeah. 3000 in that you're watching this. They're watching MTV videos, right? And, and then they're they're goofing on it or yeah. they're rocking out to it, you know. My, oh, one of my favorite ones was like there was something called the Bubble Men, and Beavis was like scared shitless because they're freaking me out. It's like <laughs> yeah, Beavis and Butthead went right by me. I maybe I I, I was just past that window of being you know, that, too old. And that, that you know, and that brings up there's a lot of television cartoon, um, or a lot of television animation, um, that is. Mm. Kids watch it because it's on TV, but it's not. They're not kids' cartoons. I'd argue The Simpsons. I'd argue Simpsons walks that line. Family Guy walks that line. Family Guy well. definitely walks that line. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Um, yeah. Speaking of Mike Judge. Uh, yeah. Beavis absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, um, let's see. I got. Uh, there was a sequel to Heavy Metal at one point in two thousand. Oh my God! Heavy it Metal sucks. And it's terrible. It's awful. I was so excited for it. Yeah. Um, for one thing, it didn't do the anthology thing like the first mm-hmm. one did. It was this continuous story. And you could definitely tell that Eastman was in charge because it was like based on some of his work. And, and uh, his wife at the time was on it, Julie Strange. Julie Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, we did, the, the first heavy metal, that the Richard Corbin story, Den. So cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. And speaks to an adolescent boy like nobody's business like oh absolutely like yeah jesus i'm looking through the i got in the 2000s i had a ton of stuff here and i didn't know i realized there's I had a that. shitload of stuff man uh i want to throw out um u.s production uh cg motion capture final fantasy spirits within oh very cool uh-huh. it, it's it's not final fantasy it's something else mm. um but it's it looks very very cool I also want to throw out the Richard Linkletter movies, Waking Life, yeah, where they took footage of people and then animated it. And that was, was cool. And what was the other one? The Philip K. Dick one. Yeah. Uh, Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, cool stuff. That yeah, it's 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 uh. Uh, and when we were talking about oh my god, go ahead. Go when ahead. we were talking about Cool World, um, I thought to bring up Monkey Bone, the Henry Selleck movie, the um crazy thing with Chris Kattan and uh, what's his name um, Brendan Fraser and that's stop motion is it really yeah that that little yeah stop motion thing running around is, is stop yeah. motion yeah and I didn't realize that when I first saw it and, yeah and, and then when I found that out I was like holy shit he's like now I'm interested that's amazing yeah <laughs> I don't I don't remember much of the story but I just remember it's like that is like that's tough to do uh, yeah you know combine uh, combined stop motion and live action in that way. Scanner Dark, we said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, 
I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Persepolis or is it Persepolis? Persepolis. Yeah, I was just going to mention yeah. that. Great. Yeah. It reminds me of there's a new film coming out. God damn it. We reviewed the trailer in the last couple of weeks, but it's animated as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep uh, talking. I'm going to try to find it. It was... Uh, uh, Ah, well. It was a slow... Uh, the Breadwinner. Yeah, The Breadwinner. Uh, uh, yeah. Had that same style. Persopolis is great. It's yeah. like that... There was the cat movie that came out of that same area. And and uh, it's a, and it's chronicling, you know, the horrors of the Iran-Iraq war. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff comes from graphic novels mm-hmm. and... and uh, 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 you know, whenever I think of stuff like this, I think of things like Mouse. Yeah. Um, it, oh, yeah, which, sure. Which, and that's never been animated, has it? Has somebody made an animated version of Mouse? So. It, it doesn't bubble up I as they ever so. did. You know, I know but, it was really popular when it first came out. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, you know, it was chronicling the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, um, you know, putting those situations in, and using animals to illustrate those illustrations. Right. And it, and it somehow resonates more mm-hmm yep 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 uh let's see i'm gonna run through some some other stuff real quick i'm i i really want to talk about a movie called tokyo godfathers but we're gonna i'm gonna talk about that next week um japanese stuff i want to talk about really briefly steam boy the girl who leapt through time there's a movie called P- paprika that's really good and something called tech on king Concrete, uh-huh. very acid influenced, a lot of like moving walls and floor and things you could never pull off in live action, but yeah. you you get away with it with animation. Um, let's see, I just want to get the Japanese stuff really really fast. Um, there's something called Dead Leaves 2D animation, and that's really fucked up, and that's fun. Um, group with them. Uh, I do want to. Go ahead. Well, I, no, I was just, I, I was going to say, I think I've heard of that one, but I... Dead Leaves? Yeah. It's got a real weird... It's not quite like Scarfe or, or Stedman, but it's it's very weird like that. Very um, uh, cartoony, I guess is a good word. Um, and then I also want to talk about... Uh, there's a Japanese film called Redline that is if you ever saw the animatrix one of the big segments in that was by the same animator uh, a guy named Takeshi Koiki and Redline is badass it's basically guys in cars driving with the camera swirling in and out of cockpits and oh wow following them around it's very cool um i highly recommend that there's a couple of other things that I think that are important. Um, the Hellboy movies, Sword of Storms and Blood and Iron. Yeah. Those are way better than than Hellboy 2. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> They're really good. They are really good. Um, and, and they benefited from using a lot of the same actors for the voice mm-hmm. uh, as, uh, as the Hellboy movies. Um, speaking of Hellboy and Guillermo del Toro... As we always do, it seems Seems like. Seems to be. Yeah. um, There was a movie that came out in 2007 called Fears of the Dark. I saw that. Fears of the Dark is amazing. It's really good. It's like a different, it's like a weird mix of animation. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's different shorts. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think there's a narrative that connects them together other than this thematic element of, of, you know, the dark. 
Um, but it's it is amazing for anybody one who likes art, anybody who likes um, kind of dark storytelling, um, and anybody who's a big fan of two D cell animation. Mm -hmm. Like this is some of it's really stark it. too. It's like big areas of black and white. Well, and yeah, there's there, there's one in particular that is like super high contrast. It's just it, it's very very film noir. It's like you know cool. it's like it's it's black. And it's white, you know, and it's it's beautiful. And then there's other ones that are, look super sketchy and pencil drawn, and mm -hmm. they're they're one yeah, of those. There's another guy who does a lot of this stuff uh, without even trying. Is Bill Plimpton? Yeah, it's that stuff is that guy's done some acid. Yeah, and, and, and that's cool. <laughs> it's great stuff. But you know, again, it's animation not for kids. Right. A couple other highlights of the nine of the. This time frame I want to talk about, and that is uh, Lady Death, the movie, mm -hmm. just because it's Lady Death and right. Brian Polito and the and the Chaos guys. Um, Aqua Team Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters was a big deal, and then the Robert Zemeckis CG motion captured Beowulf, which was so not for kids. It's it's you're right. It's totally not for Angelina kids. Angelina Jolie as the the mom was great. Don't want to talk about future Futurama movies or the Simpson movie because what why um, Afro Samurai I'll throw that out there which is kind of cool it was for TV but it's it's got a really cool animation style I will also throw in the um, CG film Nine yeah it's so good yeah Nine is so cool um, produced by Tim Burton. Yeah, um, and well, isn't it directed by our favorite Russian guy? Shane, no, Shane Acker. Shane Acker. directed by Shane Acker. Um, but at the I time, there was that? a lot of this stuff. Dead Space Downfall came out in 2008. Resident Evil: The Generation, where they were taking video games and turning them into um, narratives. Right. So there's that. I do want to bring up one film in particular. Um, actually, I make make that two. Uh, Killer Bean Forever. It's U.S. It's a is a uh, imagine if beans could talk, right? And then run it all through a filter of John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally beans with guns shooting. Um, and then this really? one, yeah. I swear to God, it's great. I just saw the trailer on it last night. And I was just like, why have I not seen this? Is it new? Um, no, it would have been 2009, directed Kill by Jeff Liu, Killer Bean Forever. Killer Bean Forever. I'll try to remember to put it up on the thing. <laughs> and then, to fin finishing out the the early 2000s, or the 2000s to two 2010s, uh, a movie that I love, and that's Marion Max, um, the little girl and the autistic guy yeah. in stop motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you haven't seen Mary and Max, it's on Netflix. It's, it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. It it's is. so good. Yeah, and it's uh, it's fucking sad. It is sad. <laughs> it's it's about this little girl who befriends this sort of autistic guy right. through the and mail. She's, you know, she's a misfit. She's yeah. A, you know, yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. And they kind of find their place together. Mm -hmm. um, there's a movie that's actually in theaters right now if you have an art house cinema near you. Um, and that's Loving Vincent. Yeah, that's on my list too. Yeah, that is. That, I haven't seen it, but Jesus, it's it's well for, animated for a few oil years. Painting. Yeah, for a few years we've been seeing this 
um, little scenes from it, and and you know just the just the idea that like <laughs> every every frame is an oil painting, mm-hmm. and it's all done in the style of Van Gogh, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> just that in and of itself is just like what? Yeah, and when and then when you factor in the story of Van Gogh, right? It's even more bizarre. Yeah, but it looks amazing. Yeah, it's. It's Somebody was. I was just reading. I think it was a nominated for a Golden Globe or a Critics Choice or something like that. There's oh, I, talk about it being getting an Oscar. Yeah. Or being nominated. Well, how cool would it be if a an animated film um got uh, won an Oscar mm-hmm. in one of the regular categories instead right. of best animated feature, yeah, just, yeah. just best drama. Well, it's, it, yeah. well, didn't that happen once before? Didn't didn't uh, one of the Disney movies win a regular? When I say regular, like not not best animation. Animated, I think yeah, they did I don't that. Know. I can't remember. Probably, undoubtedly, it, it was not part of the show because it was not an adult. <laughs> Here's one that I I've never heard of, and I'm interested. It's CG from Denmark, Ronald. The Barbarian. I saw the trailer and it looked kind of cool. Um, but I it, love the day. <laughs> I know. But at this point, during I'm into the, in my list, I'm here in the 2010s. You start seeing a lot of crossover. You see Halo Legends, which yeah. is like taking video games and trying to make a movie out of them. Right, right, right. Um, I've got that. I've got Batman Year One, Dead Space Aftermath, Batman Returns Part uh, One. I'm just going through this list. Well, we have Mass to, Effect, Resident Evil, you know, Batman. You were talking Bayonetta. about um you were talking about the the Hellboy cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um we also had uh again uh the cartoon being better than the movie. Um we had a few spawn animated yeah. uh features. There was the uh, yeah, the was it HBO that did the animated spawn? I they did remember. the live action. I don't know if they yeah. did the, the animated. But the, but the animated was cool. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, By the way, I love the idea of Spawn. I do too. Spawn's a cool character. Uh, it, and it got so bad in the 2010s that there was even Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. <laughs> which no one needed. Uh, well, do you remember the Clerks cartoon? Yeah. There was a Clerks Cartoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alec Baldwin, I want to play. I can't remember one of the roles. The the Clerks cartoon was actually fairly funny, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, I think I think when Kevin when Kevin Smith is working in that world and the view is skewed, like I think that's where he that's where he shines. Yeah. You know, like that. Well, it's weird. They, they, everyone always poo-poos things like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. But Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is a funny fucking movie. It's a funny movie, and it um, it does a good job of, of uh, satirizing Hollywood. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's good. You know, I used to think Mallrats was silly, and I've gone back and I watched it, and it is. It's silly. Of course, yeah, it is silly. But it's funny, too. It is funny. It's, yeah. It is all funny. Michael Rooker is great. Michael, Michael Rooker's good in anything. <laughs> he really is. I was just watching uh, a film I hated, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But, man, is, that, is Rooker solid yeah. throughout the whole thing. Oh, he's great. You know, that's the one thing from that movie where I'm kind of like, okay, that 
that's getting me, you know, mm-hmm. that's emotionally, that, that character in his the death. The speech where the, he goes, you know, he may have been your father, but he, he wasn't your daddy. Right, it's right. Jeez. Like, <laughs> and it's Rooker. So. Yeah. A couple of things that I wanted to ask you about that you'd ever, if you've ever heard of them, um, there's a few here. Rio 2096, The Story of Love and Fury from Brazil. No. Okay. Mortadello and Philemon, Mission Implausible from Spain. Yes. But you have? I don't, yes, but I don't know much about it, but okay. I do, I, I remember the title. Something called Helen Back, it's stop motion from, um, I don't have a year on it. Yeah, I do. 2015. Yeah, so we, I think we talked to John Ikuma about that when Did he we? was on. Yeah, don't and do drugs, kids. He was, he was <laughs> and he was saying what a horrible uh, movie it was. I, uh, another of my friends, Webster Calcord, worked on it. Uh, uh, oh, it's totally adult. I mean, it's 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 it doesn't even pretend to be a kids' movie, but it's also very um, the humor is very. It's it's very dick joke humor. It's like it's ah <laughs> my wheelhouse. Um, something called Black Cat from Turkey CGI. We talked mm. about the breadwinner. No, see, unfortunately, like in my mind, I I don't equate any of the CGI stuff with animation. The, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's animation. I like, before people start, but. It, but it, it, I hate it. So yeah. Uh, then there's something traditional animation from Spain, Bird Boy: The Forgotten Children. No. Okay. No. Well, there you go, kids. Uh, going back to our list, Animalisa. Uh, Stop motion. Animalisa. Totally Charlie Kaufman. Um, yeah, de- definitely an adult, and, and something that I loved. For there's a lot of cool stuff about it. For one thing, um, we. Like Charlie Kaufman does really well, we have these characters that aren't necessarily what they seem. It's a really cool movie. If you haven't seen it, you got it. You just got it. Mm. Um, and uh, one of the things that I like, you know, in, in recent um, years um, with folks like Leica, you know, everybody's doing face replacement for the animation because it gives you such a wide range, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and they use you know little magnets to put the different parts of the faces on on the face, but then they use a computer to go in and take out all the seams, so mm-hmm. it's you, you know you, it, it looks great. And not only so they didn't do that, so the oh, characters wow. all the seams and things are still there. You get a you 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 really get a real nuts and bolts feel to the puppets, mm-hmm. which is really cool um, because despite that. The characters and the, the the characterization that's brought through with the animation and the um, the actors' voices, um, you forget all of that, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, for folks who haven't seen it, 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 it it's fantastic. It, the, the, and at first, I thought those chintzy bastards—they're using the <laughs> same puppet for every character and the same voice. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Then you, as you go on, you realize that's part of the story. Okay, it's, it's part of this guy's perception of the world. He sees that he sees everyone is the same, except this one girl. Oh, that's very Anom- cool. You know, Lisa, and he he's like, "You're an anomaly," and then he calls her Anomalisa. Oh, and, that's great. And uh, but uh, but then there's then there's a twist, and and right, you know, right, right. 
And uh, I've not met anyone that didn't really dig it it's, when it's, they saw yeah. it. Uh, a couple of things to wind us up. Godzilla, Planet of Monsters. This is a new animated Godzilla. Yeah. Thing. It looks very cool. It looks very cool. Yeah. And then uh, the film, I think, which kind of sums up what we're talking about in a weird way, and that's uh, Sausage Party. <laughs> uh, because it's so... That movie is frightening. Have you seen it? Where it's yeah, like the I've food seen. is cognizant of the fact that it's going to get eaten. It's going to get and, eaten. And, wow. But it's also like the designs are very sexual. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... it's uh, but it's straight up goofiness, Seth Rogen-inspired goofiness. Right. Animated. Um, yeah. Coming up... Uh, oh, the other one I wanted to mention, I don't have a year on it, is... Um, Tom uh, Moore and Nora Toomey's The Secret of Kells. Yeah. Uh, Irish folklore yeah. thing. It was on Netflix for a while, and it's it's great. It's Yeah, it's really it's, good. It, it felt very much like, if you like Brave, you're going to really like yeah. The Secret of Kells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up, there's a lot of, it's more just nonsense. Um, <laughs> Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. I do, I am looking forward to Batman, Gotham by Gaslight. Right. Where it's like a, Victorian Batman. They're right. doing a Bob's Burgers movie supposedly. They've got it marked for 2020. Huh? It's like really. Um, Have you watched Bob's Bob's Burgers? Bob's Burgers is hilarious, dude. I love H. John Benjamin. First of all, H. John Benjamin is great in anything. He, right. He's the voice of Archer. Yeah. But those kids, the kids are great. Eugene Merman and yeah. Kristen Shaw, and then the, whoever the guy is that plays. The, the nerdy girl. But man, the one thing that I really like about Bob's Burgers is is the portrayal of, like, the mom is so cool. She is so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's so cool. And, you know, and, and I think the only female voice actor is... Uh, Kristen uh, Shaw. The, yes, the little girl. The, Lisa, yeah. Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the other daughter is voiced by a man, mm-hmm. and the mom is voiced by the man, yeah. by a man. Uh, and it and, and it adds a weird, cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 thing to those characters. I just watched Netflix has a hour long comedy special Eugene Merman mm-hmm. doing, and uh, the entire time you're watching it, you're just, it, you just your kid's voice the... is coming out of this guy. <laughs> um, but there's the, let's see, Warner Brothers Animation, The Death of Superman, Reign of Superman, something called Foxy Trotter. Foxy Trotter. And something that sounds called, like a backsheet title. I know. <laughs> and it's something called, this also does, D-A-W-G, Dogtown. Dogtown. Yeah. So I think I think as we move forward, you're going to, I think it's it's so ripe for straight up adult, not adult, I, I hate using that word, mature, I didn't want to use that word, <laughs> um, but stories for people who aren't kids, yeah. who, who, well, I think, you know, for, as we've shown, this stuff has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but we're also, you know, we're in a generation now where the kids who grew up on Saturday morning cartoons are adults now. Yeah. And they still well, like cartoons. I hate to break it to you, buddy. <laughs> but the people that grew up on Akira are now of age. That's yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah, shut up. 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so they're at an age that. where they're the ones that are like looking at things like Akira and going, how do, where do we go from here? Right. And that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Now, and, you know, 
folks, like I could see, I, like, you know, my dad. Mm -hmm. Probably, well, not probably, I know, um, would never sit down and watch an animated anything, mm -hmm. regardless of the subject matter, because in his mind, it's a kid's thing, mm -hmm. right? But or he thought it was like comic books for kids. Right, exactly. But his his kid, me, who sat and watched Saturday Morning Cartoons, mm -hmm. because he didn't have that. Right. You know, he was born in 1928. Yeah. He didn't have... He had a Max Fleischer and that kind of stuff. And later on, right. some of that other yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, to kind of give you an insight to my dad, he... He thinks The Wizard of Oz is one of the stupidest things ever made in his life. He's like, well, the hell is this? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, I can hear you. Your head in the clouds. Well, he took, you know, uh, he took my mom to go see it on a date. Oof. You know, at the theater. On first and, run. Yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, and, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, he was like, that was a big, you know. What he, am I doing here? He, well, he, it's, uh, another date he took her to, uh, uh on was, um, uh, it's a western. Gosh darn it, I can't remember now. Um, mm. But anyway, and he's like, "That's a movie, sure. That's a movie." You know what's weird? <laughs> I just saw a photo of uh, Frank Sinatra and John Wayne standing there, and they they both have cigarettes and they both have a drink in their hand, and I'm like, <laughs> "How cool was that? How cool is that?" Uh, but so I think that the only thing cooler would have been if, if it was on Johnny Carson. Yeah. yeah. Well. They yeah. probably but, were. But, then, at some but see, time. that's the thing. And then with time, you learn that John Wayne was an ultra right wing dick. And, right, exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I think that as we move forward, as more and more the technology gets dem democratized, for mm -hmm. want of a better word, where sure. where now someone, I mean, I hate to bring up what is it, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Right. But that was done in someone's room on their computer. Right, right, right. So what happens when you start applying 2D animation? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, one of the great things... So one of the great things about 2D animation is, um, you know, starting with a flip book... Yeah, where, you were just talking about that last week, right? Yeah, flipping through the book. Yeah, flipping yeah, yeah, through yeah. the book. Starting with that... Um, Anybody can do it if you can draw the pictures. Sometimes you even if you can't draw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Look at the stick stick figure theater that you see all over yeah, the internet. Exactly. That's just yeah. someone fucking around. And uh, and 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 it comes back to again, all you need is a good story. You know. And a lot and of times, it clearly, great is cool, but it still comes down to. And I think that's what people miss out on, and I think we see that even in our regular live-action films these days, where it's like, it's all candy floss. And, right. But there's nothing there that's weighty enough to make... Maybe that's one of the things. Maybe that's one of the things that separates a lot of... Not all, but a, a lot of children's animation and adult animation is... Um, you know, a child can can have fun sitting and watching Wile E. Coyote chase the Roadrunner mm -hmm. and... and you know, continually get smashed without a lot of story going on. Yeah, you, know, it's you like, don't you need know, much. No. Um, whereas, uh, whereas, you know, and I would argue, you know, the things that we didn't, you know, that that we touched briefly on, but you don't really consider adult cartoons. Um, uh, all the Disney stuff, mm -hmm. and while they had scary stuff in there, they're a family. It's a, it's a kids mm -hmm. cartoon. Um, it doesn't pay to be a, a mom in a lot of Disney films. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, or, or God guy. forbid, if you're a stepmom. I know. <laughs> There's never the benevolent stepmother. It's always. But I think it's it, it's. Uh, again, I I'd love to see someone do, you know, an animated film that had real weight to it, where it was it wasn't, you know, um, something that you could only get like. Uh, didn't somebody recently do um, in in the I I didn't pull look for this title and I can't I'm not going to remember the name of it now but it, didn't somebody do recently and I think I want to say Del Toro had his hand in this too um, a bunch of Poe stuff yeah um, yeah 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 it's on Netflix God damn it I forget the title of yeah. it yeah but Gu- yes Guillermo Del Toro had a lot to do with it yeah. it's a bunch of different animators and it's good. Why am I? I'm spacing on it. I am too. Um, but it's it is on Netflix. Yeah. When I when I was trying to think of it, that's what made me flash on Fears of the Dark. Mm. Yeah. 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 I saw Fears of the Dark on uh, Netflix too. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. I guess the takeaway here is that number one, it's looking good. Yeah. People are you start you know they're not abandoning the art form, um, and. Uh, hopefully in time we'll see it mature and grow up. Yeah. Um, but also it kind of sometimes pays when you're on Netflix to go to the animated section and yeah. look around. There's a lot of stuff it, because I, I, I think we still have that prejudice that says cartoons, animation, whether it's 3D animation or stop mm-hmm. motion or 2D cell animation... Um, is for kids. Yeah. And there's a whole world of well, amazing, excellent stuff Well, we've stuff just spent an there. hour giving every, all y'all like a lot of sign pointers. Yeah. Like, go here, go here, go here. And hopefully we mentioned stuff. something that people haven't yeah. heard, be- heard yeah, of yeah, before. Yeah. But I just think that it's a... It's, I, I, I want, I'd love to see a, a renaissance of it. Yeah. You know, so... I right. want to see another... I want to see another heavy metal. A good one. You know... I'm a big advocate these days of the anthology film. Yeah. I think a lot of times, instead of padding an idea, a 40-minute idea out to 90, just do 40 and get three or four of them together. And Speaking of, of Rank Xerox, how badass would that be? Dude. I can't even let that run loose in my head. <laughs> For those who don't know, Rank Xerox was a... Cart- uh, 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 series about an android and was it was it first in heavy metal no 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 it was available in um italy for a long time but he's a robot who protects this young 13 year old girl who's a heroin addict yeah and this guy has no fucking chill no (laughs) (laughs) there's a great scene of a little girl walking up to ranzerox with trying to sell him flowers and he grabs her hand in his fist and just crushes it. And you're just like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> but Liberatore, man, again, the skin artwork, tone. The artwork is amazing. Um, if you look up look up Frank Zappa, the man from Utopia, and that's a Liberatore yeah. piece. But anyway. All right. So, uh, adult animation. Bam. Check it out. We're going to be back, and when, um, we're going to talk about news and stuff. Yeah. Well, sit tight. <laughs>
show animation. Yeah. Cool stuff. Get on it. Uh, moving on to news and stuff. Deaths. We got four. Um, Fran Harper. She was a golden age artist for Marvel and DC. She did Sheena. Yeah. Um, Ed Lee Mayer. Didn't, didn't, wasn't she? Didn't they talk about her a lot in um, in that that documentary that's also on Netflix? Um, uh, we're like a commercial for, for Netflix, Netflix and YouTube. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, called uh, oh man, I can't. God, we've talked about it before. Mm. It's about women in comic books. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It is on Netflix, yeah. and I don't remember the I name of it. I don't remember it. I think sh- they must. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ed Lee, mayor of San Francisco. It's coming out now that he wasn't such a nice guy, So, mm. but still. Um, and then Eurozon Beltran, adult film actress, um, overdosed. Uh, huh. It's always, you know, most of, most when you hear an adult film actress in dead, it's usually in their 20s and usually by a drug right. overdose. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. And then I think the big one was Pat Denizio Man, from the Smithereens. That bugged the hell out of me. The, it, I, I, I dearly love the Smithereens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I didn't see them live until uh, just like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, huge transformation for that guy because when they were when they were you know big or well i i don't know if they were ever big but Big-ish. when they had their hits you know he was this this thin scrawny guy and he that guy gained a lot of weight and i sure. don't know if that has anything to do with his or just middle age health problems and and yeah. eventual death yeah, he died at 62 which um, is you know it's funny how you when you're 15 62 is old yeah. when you're 50, you go, yeah, he yeah. was young. Yeah, he was young, yeah. <laughs> Especially now, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with life expectancy. But, but uh, the smithereens were, um, I, I always felt like they they came, like, a couple years too early. Yeah. You know, like, they, I, I think... I think the replacements were that way, too. Yeah, exactly. You They're know? just in the wrong time. I think just if they... missed it. Yeah. As Don Adams said, missed it by that much. That much. Yeah. Um, but man, I love those songs. You know, they're they're they were uh, they're pop. Mm-hmm. You know, they're definitely pop songs. They they have pop melodies, but they're all dark. They're mm-hmm. all about like heartbreak and loss. And man, the good bl- stuff. Blood and roses. Yeah. Shit. You know yeah, that yeah, bass line. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love. That yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's too bad. It's it's sad anytime anyone passes, and especially when they pass young. But uh, you almost felt like that guy still had a lot of good days yeah. ahead of him. So yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he was he was super super cool too. Like he he would do these big ass barbecues every year for his for fans of the mm-hmm. Smithereens and wow stuff like that. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's so, totally cool. Yeah. Huh. Jersey, I, Jer- I think they were Jersey guys. Are they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, kind of, kind of had a working class vibe. And mm-hmm. anyway, really yeah. dug, really dug. That's those. too bad. Uh, let's see. Moving on to news, a lot of stuff, but we're gonna go through them pretty quick. Punisher was renewed for a second season. Yeah. No one didn't think that was gonna happen. Um, this new movie, Darkest Hours, with Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill. Yeah. I read an article that said that during the course of the filming, are you ready for this? He smoked twenty. 
thousand dollars worth of cigars. Wow. Think about that. Wow. Twenty grand in cigars. That's crazy. Now, whether or not he was smoking the same cigars that Churchill did, that may have added some of it. Maybe. That blows me away. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is doing. Um, let me skip that because we're going to talk about it later. Uh, season four, Ro- Mr. Robot. That's been announced. Okay. This is weird. David Gordon Green is doing a movie called Newsflash, and he just cast Seth Rogen as Walter Cronkite. Wow. Wow. I don't see that at all. Uh, I don't either. He's got the voice. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. I, it'll be interesting. It'd be, it'll be really cool if he pulls it off. I, you know, you got to hand it to Seth Rogen. Whether you like his movies or not, he, he, try, he does comedy, and then he'll do, like, dramatic a little dramatic this or and even when he fails like let's say the green hornet right um i mean that that movie sucks but there's moments yeah in it uh on the vimeo i think i sent you this link some guy made a movie called zatoichi versus predator yeah and it's the shit <laughs> it's so cool it's so cool they the guy who they got to play zatoichi nails it yeah and it's feudal Japan and a predator. And predator. And, and, you know, and because of the predator universe being what it is, it's not ridiculous to think no. that, you know, it's like, you know, predator could be, it could visit the earth at any point. At right? any time frame. And yeah. if they're going to go anywhere in the 15th, 16th century, it's going to be Japan because those were, you yeah, know, exactly. formidable fighters. Dude, why are the dinosaurs gone? Fucking predators. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, speaking of Robert Rodriguez, who we were just talking about, they're moving ahead. He's directing the Escape from New York remake. Huh. To which we, I think we both say why. Yeah. It's... Nothing good is going to come out of that. I don't think so. It's going to be like, Zac Efron is Snake Plissken. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would love to see, I go back to the default, and I think we've talked about this before, but Escape from Earth with an aging Kurt Russell yeah. would be the shit. It would be very Snake cool. Snake Plissken in his 60s would be the shit. I don't know why, but when he says that, it's like, what's that one kid's name? Freddie Highmore. <laughs> As Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they should get one of the Stranger Things kids to <laughs> Finn Wolfhard, just because he had his name Finn Wolfhard. That's funny. Um, uh, Benny and Josh Zafty, who did a movie called The Good Times, they're remaking Forty Eight Hours. Don't no. Why? 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 Stop it. Why? Do it, but call it anything else. Um, NBC is trying to. You know, you ever see the IT crowd or the IT crowd? Yeah. So NBC's been trying to get that somehow mainstreamed and made, and they seem as to be a, as, as an, a series, an American yeah, version yeah, of yeah. it, and like it, like they've done with The Office with and everything, Shameless. Well, back in the day, if you remember, Three's Company was, was originally say, a yeah. British show. So, sure, you know, it's got its following. Sure, um, it's all a bit about like catching, you know, lightning in a bottle, yeah. but. Uh, hold on a second. Let's see. James Gunn, now that he's can do whatever the fuck he wants, is is <laughs> producing a line, a new line of horror films. Not new line, but a new line. Okay, of horror cool. Films. 
in in a similar to the ways like they did the Belkin experiment and those that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. James Gunn right now, do it. You know, you yeah. if you can pull. I mean, I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy two, but if you can pull that shit off, you can pull anything off. Yeah, um, that's yeah. pretty great. Um, By the way, uh, James Gunn connection. So today I was at uh, our local art house yeah. cinema introducing uh, the Black Scorpion because I wanted to talk about Willis O'Brien and and the connection to the missing Spider Pit sequence. And um, who's in the audience? But Todd Masters. Todd Masters, yeah. Todd Masters of Masters Effects. And we talked for a little bit, and I was just like, what a wonderful place that I live, <laughs> where I can go at, to yeah. this little, little thing. And well, hopefully we're going to... One of my effects master, you know, heroes is there. Is there. Well, yeah. hopefully we're going to finagle that guy in I, 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 I met I him on... So. Um, shit. It wasn't... It was it. Underworld, Underworld Four, yeah, 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 and he was super nice and super knowledgeable, yeah. right? and so he's all his name has long been on the list. Yeah. So let's try to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, producer Brian Oliver, who did Brian uh, Black Swan and Hacksaw Ridge, is doing um, something called the way it's never been done before. Uh, it's a bio on Marlon Brando. Oh, sure. that's interesting. Yeah, and and. and, and now that uh, you know, now that you say it, surprising that it's that nobody's ever really done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just wonder, like, how deep are you going to go? Yeah. You know, are you gonna are you gonna get into? Are we are we talking about? And are we gonna look see his whole life? Are we gonna exactly? See, you know. Well, when I was just a re- problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was the point where it became the problem, but early on, there was a story I heard. Um, he he was. They were making a film in New York. They he the, he was given or he was renting a house, and he opened the house up to a lot of his actor friends, and supposedly he him and Wally Cox were really good buddies, mm. um, and used to do things like mescaline together uh-huh. in a teepee in the living room. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Right. And uh, there there were long reports that um, Marlon Brando and Wally Cox were lovers. Hmm. Which you look at Wally Cox and you go, really? But sure, okay. Um, and then it's it, then you know, and it asks the question: How are you going to not only age an actor, but you're just going to put him in a big giant fat suit? Because by the time we got to Island of Doctor Moreau, yeah, he had his own gravitational pull. That well, guy. and he he was also, I, I, this is unkind, but a nut. Yeah. yeah well, point. you know, when you hear the stories like in Heart of Darkness of him showing up 300 pounds and, you know, filmmakers having to scramble to try to right. get him to, you know, uh, even The Godfather. Supposedly there are whole scenes where Robert Duvall, who has his back to the camera, has Brando's lines on a piece of paper taped to his shirt. Right. Yeah, he, he, he became... Well, I don't. I think know. he just didn't give a shit anymore. Yeah, no. He... At some point, you're the greatest actor of your generation. Yeah. And at that point, you just go, yeah, I, I'm the greatest actor of my fucking generation. So, yeah. anyway, well, hopefully that'll be good. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm gets a tenth season, sure. which I've never seen. I've never, I've never watched it. It's hard for me, because yeah. I am way that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard because so much of it, I'm all. But he's right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, another turn of the screw adaptation. 
um, directed by Floria Sigismondi, who did the Runaway movies, mm -hmm. um, starring Mackenzie Davis from Blade Runner and Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we need another turn of the screw. Oh, uh, you know, I mean... <laughs> Everything's everything that's old is new again. Right. Yeah. But Turn of the Screw, Robin Hood. Dude, they just it. released some images of the new Robin Hood. <laughs> I know, like I, you know, that's been a joke with me for for a long time. It's like, "Oh, we need a new Robin Hood movie." And and the month Tarzan. Yeah. Let's make a new Tarzan. We need uh, this this thing though, this Robin Hood. Number 1, it's got the kid from Kingsman as Tarzan or as a Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. One little John, Jamie Fox. <laughs> it's like what? Like, are you aware of of what black people were doing in this in this time frame? Um, you know that <laughs> the there's there's so much of that, and we've talked about this before. You know, like the the abandoned storyline for the Ridley Scott. Robin Hood movie. Yeah. That that's the why why doesn't somebody do that? You know, if you're gonna do it, do a revisionist tale. You know, it's like we're tired about of this? seeing this. How about a sympathetic telling of Robin Hood from for the Sheriff of Nottingham? Exactly. Well, that's what it was. That's what oh, that what it was? That's what the Ridley Scott. Movie oh, well, was that supposed, would have been great. What happened? Be, I I don't know. Russell so Crowe. That's what happened. Yeah, he went <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was going to be, and in fact, it was... Uh, uh, it's like a Wicked for Robin Hood. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, down. It wasn't even going to be called Robin Hood. It was going to be called... Um, uh, what's the name? Nottingham? Place? Nottingham. That's, that yeah. was going to be the, the name of huh. it. Huh. Wow. And then that went away. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I agree with you. Tarzan, Robin Hood, King Arthur. Yeah. Peter Pan. We need Peter a, Pan. We need a new Peter Pan movie. How many Peter Pan movies have there been? Well, well, I, I take it back. There does need to be one more Peter Pan movie, and it needs to be an adaptation of Brahms, the Child Thief. There you go. Yeah, there you go. All the way back to Brahms. That's right. That's fucking great. Uh, actor Joel David Moore, who was in Hatchet, is adapting uh, Hugh Young's Hide and Seek, aka Sumbak of Jill. Uh, you never know. Actors yeah. do taking over directors' chairs. You never know. Yeah. That I mean, you know, George Clooney has done it. Could be good. Could be good. This got me. Michael Chiklis says he wants to reprise his. Now that the we're going to get to this other thing in a second. Um, I might as well get it to it now. The Sony uh, Fox he merger. Wants to be, he wants to be Ben Grimm again. He wants to be Ben Grimm again, which of course he does, because no one's hiring that guy to do anything. Right. And um. Uh, I think it would be crossing the streams. I think it's like the kid from the other Fantastic Four going, but that's my role. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that, <clears throat> I think we talked about this before, maybe last week, but I don't really care about what this kind of stuff. I do, I do get interest would, interested when you start seeing mashups, you know, like, like I said, a, a House of Secrets X-Files mashup would be the shit. Right. Um, uh, so I don't know how I feel about all of this. A lot of they, they're saying upwards of a thousand, uh, a couple thousand people maybe losing their jobs because of it. This merger, because of the merger, it's, there's redundancies, and yeah. um, you don't need two sound guys when right. you when you want to do. Um, uh, 
I think that it also hampers writers because there's one less place to pitch to. Sure. Um, and I think you're going to start to see more bottom line filmmaking. Well, it's it's uh, um, you know it's it's what happens anytime you have any big company where it's just yeah. like it's it's never it's never really a good idea. Yeah, everything gets watered down yeah. at some point. That's um, why we got rid of uh, Ma Bell way right. back in the day. You know, <laughs> Ma Bell. Ma Bell. Yeah, <laughs> you remember Ma Bell? I do. That's hilarious. <laughs> Whenever you say, I hear Ma Bell, I always think of Ma 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 Bell from the ELO. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oscar, this is this actually makes sense. Oscar Isaacs, who was in Ex Machina, he's he's in um, Star Wars and all this other stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he's doing, they're doing an Adam's Family animated, and he's doing the voice of Gomez. Okay. I know, right? Yeah. That, yeah I, I'll go you one better. Yeah. I'd almost like to see that. Um, in live action. Yeah. Um, I long thought that Antonio Banderas would make a great Gomez. He would, yeah. yeah. And I used to think B.B. Newirth would be a good Morticia. Well, yeah. And then I saw her in the Addams Family musical, and boom. Yeah. That was bad. Now it's terrible. But um, there's a Steelbook Blu-ray release of Prince of Darkness coming. And I don't know if Heather worked on the extras, but... Uh, it's coming. I wouldn't be surprised. I like Prince of Darkness. I don't like it as much as uh, uh, the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. I think Prince of Darkness is a really great two thirds of a movie. Mm-hmm. The last act completely comes becomes unbound, and it doesn't make any sense. It becomes almost like a zombie movie at the end of that. Right. Um, so, well, let's see. John Wick director Chad. Stahelski mm-hmm. is adapting Ed Brubaker's comic Killer Be Killed. Say Chad Stahelski, say Ed Brubaker, yep. and I'm in. Yep, yep, yep. I'm in. It looks really gritty, really mm-hmm. violent, and that looks fun. Yeah. And then finally, uh, did look you up, did you ever get a chance to see Atomic Blonde? No, not nor have I. It's coming out. It's out on it's on right disc. Now. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to it. I I hear that it the fight scenes are awesome. Uh-huh. But everything else is kind of a mess. Hmm. Um, and then finally, go online, and they released John Williams' score to The Last Jedi for free online. I don't oh, okay. have the URL. I'll just do a search for it. But it's, a lot of people were talking about it. And that's huh. great. I'm a big supporter of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe for a week, you leave up a, mo- a, right. a score for free. Mm-hmm. helps generate interest in the film. That's kind well, of that, uh, that, uh, uh, that thing that Neil Young's doing... Where he yeah, in all of his music, all of his music, um, through his own streaming service, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard it's a it's a bit of a chore getting through the navigating the website to. to oh, get, really? Okay. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's all free mm-hmm. um, for a while, and then I think in June or somewhere, yeah, yeah, then you have to pay to to access. Sure. It. But uh, you know that's I think a good model, and you know he'll he'll probably make more money than he would have with the through the record company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because these days no one makes any money unless they tour. Right. And Neil Young, you know, Neil Young's not going to. I mean, Neil Young's not young, and yeah, and he's not going to sell out arenas. Not oh, by himself. I don't know. By himself? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Depends like, on where. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know. true. If he plays San Francisco. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean. Is he going to fill the Oakland Coliseum? Mm, that's 50,000 people. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But on the other hand, you know, 
my for my money, that guy should do the, with like what Bruce is doing now, Springsteen. Yeah, he's got a installation on Broadway where it's just him and a guitar. Yeah, and he plays music and it, and, he, and he tells stories. stories and, and, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, <clears throat> moving on to trailers. Uh, not many this week. Not as many as last as right, it has yeah. been. And that was, I think it's mostly because every the studios have all lined up their holiday stuff, and not much is coming out. Right. Uh, but the first one was, this was a surprise, Clint Eastwood is directing a movie based on the Paris terrorism thing. It's right. the 1517 to Paris. It takes but place I, on the on the train. On the train, guy pulls a gun, and these three American soldiers. The interesting him. thing is he hired the actual guys who... Yeah. Now, I wonder about that. Is it is that a testament to, the, to anyone can act, or is that a testament to Eastwood being able to pull performances from people? Well... We're, you know, assuming their performances are good. Mm-hmm. I'm, ass- I'm assuming they well, are. Well, I don't think it's going to be... There's not going to be a, a okay, cry scene. Right, right It's right. going to be very light lifting for mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just do what you did on the day. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting because I, it's a story that, like, I personally, it resonates with me, the idea of I'm a normal guy in an abnormal situation, and yeah. I have the fortitude to do something about it could be argued that they weren't normal guys though because they were military guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah, but still yeah exactly that you know because you you think about um you think about the plane that went down on Mm 9-11 and the fact that those guys took over that plane with box cutters yeah and there's a whole plane full of people and now don't get me wrong. It's real easy to backseat drive. Right. You don't want to be Mark Wahlberg and go, right. if I'd no. have been on the plane, it would have been different. Right. On the other exactly. hand, you know, it, you're already, in my eyes, you're already dead. So right. you might as well do you some shit well about it. You might as well go down fighting. Yeah, 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 so yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. when something like this happens with these guys on this train, it's it's important because mm-hmm. it shows people, hey... You're empowered. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're not a bystander. To, like, to, but I will. I would also argue about the 9/11 thing is that after a day of people being herded and told what to do, sure, it's really easy. It would be really easy to fall into right, that. Right, but even right. then, they there were those that you know, let's roll mm-hmm. was a big thing. So yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested in anything Eastwood does, even though I I don't necessarily agree with his politics. I think right. he's a fucking dynamite filmmaker. Yeah. Um going to skip that we'll come back to that the clapper this comedy with ed helms i don't understand he's like the dude that is he's a audience member in infomercials that gains some sort of notoriety yeah Uh, it looks quirky weird it looks like something that i would go hey look the clapper and go right by on (laughs) on hbo or whatever i just don't care Ed Helms is doing this thing now. It's a one-shot on Comedy Central where he he's lifting the Colbert Report in total, mm. and I just I just don't get it. I think Ed well, Helms is a great utilitarian player. I think that uh, I think when I saw this trailer, I, the, the 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 thing that jumped in my head was if you like Juno, mm. you'll like this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, next up, documentary on David Bowie called The Last Five Years. I'm in. Yeah, looks cool. Looks, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bowie is one of those guys that, that um, by design, you know, changed 
and mm-hmm. changed and changed. Yeah. And uh, and the last yeah the last five years I don't think we know much of what was going well, on. Well, I think what's interesting is with the last five years is of his life is that. He knew he was dying, right? And he, I mean, Black Star is all about it's that. It's all, yeah. And what so, a, and and masterfully mm-hmm. calculated and released. You know, it was like, yeah, like he died what a, a day mm-hmm. later or something. It was like, almost like he said, "When I die, let this let exactly, this yeah, yeah, yeah." And then the videos that accompanied it were were crazy. Yeah, you know. So anyway, I'm in. Uh, I mentioned Netflix and I stopped myself. The reason was is that there was a trailer for it. The Frankenstein Chronicles with Sean Bean. Dude. I'm in. Oh. It feels like uh, Penny Dreadful. Yeah. It is. It's all the stuff that I dig. And mm-hmm. uh, it looks fantastic. You know, we talk about it all the time. Frankenstein is one of those properties that we really wish somebody would do something good with. You yeah. Know, something really And this cool. thing seems to be like, it's a series, so yeah. they'll be able to take their time and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I was blown away. I, there was a Brad, Purf- is it Brad Purfoy and um, Benedict Cumberbatch. They were doing Frankenstein on stage. Right. And then what they would do is they... Victor Frankenstein and the Monster, they would switch back and forth through nights. Right. And you could go see it on one of those Fathom Events thing. And you yes. could choose who you wanted to see the monster. Yeah. And the thing that blew me away is, I don't remember this from the book, but the monster straight up rapes right. his wife. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Well, I, I, if I remember the book correctly, I mean, it doesn't say that, but it implies it, hmm. you know. It implies it in the way that that you know somebody in that area in, in that era would, would say, would, yeah. you know, I'm going to visit, <laughs> especially written by a woman, visit which her she would on say. her wedding night. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, no one was singing "Sweet Mystery of Life." Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. It's so funny in Young Frankenstein when mm. you hear the zipper go down and she just goes, "Woof." Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I that, love that, that movie. movie. Is so I, so I good. Love it. Let's see. Um, a weird thing. Hansen and the Beast. I know it's Japanese. I have no idea what it's about. I don't either. It, it looks cool. All sorts of shit was going down. <laughs> it's, it, it looks like it's a comedy. Or, yeah. or at yeah, least yeah, yeah, has okay. comedic elements in it. I almost felt like, is this yokai? But is it... there's, like, there's people with wings and like, yeah. crazy that shit coming out of this It's thing. more of that Japanese cinema stuff where it's just like, we're going to go fantasy, but we're going to bite down really, really hard. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested. Um, Do you think there's like, you know, there's ever like, like a Japanese director and they're working on a movie and they're just like, no, nope, it's not weird enough. We've we've got a reputation to uphold. We got to put some weird shit in there. Uh, well, that's with all that. Some of that, like we were talking about before, Paprika and uh, Tank on Concrete is right. like that. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Let's see. Um, humor me, Elliot Gould, um, Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, this looked like very. It felt like Mother, not Mother with the Aronofsky film, but the, what's the Mother with Debbie Reynolds and Albert Brooks? Or there's another one, Seth Rogen and oh. Barbara Streisand on a cross-country trip. It's just hanging with your dad yeah, uh, and finding out that your dad isn't a loser and he's kind of cool. Right. And, you know, whatever. All those things you thought about him were wrong. It's like, it's like Big Fish. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This just seemed like more of that. It's good to see Elliot Gould because he's a solid actor. Yeah. Jermaine Clement doing something other than... What was that Bronco movie he did? That terrible fucking sci-fi writer movie he did? Something... Something Broncos. What? Anyway, yeah, it was terrible. Oh, American... Broncos? Yeah, it's the one where the the famous science fiction writer steals that kid's book. Oh, yeah, It's fucking terrible. And it keeps going into the narrative and Sam Rockwell's in it. Something Broncos. Anyway. Yeah. um, This one has me confused. It's a Chinese-Russian co-production. Uh-huh. Supposedly, it's a sequel to Vi, V-I-Y. And this is... So, yeah, and I was really excited about when I first heard about yeah. that, but <clears throat> looking at it, I'm like, this is not the movie I picked It's called it Journey to China. It stars Jackie Chan as some sort of a wizard, yeah. and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as this Bavarian guard, it's, dude. Is he, is, he's not going to be the cartographer, is he? I have no idea. I didn't. I, it was just essentially, you know, Jackie Chan looking like he was conjuring something, and then it would cut to this big mustachioed Schwarzenegger laughing. Yeah. It seems to be all he does. If you've seen this Get Gunter movie, that's all he does is look at the camera and laugh. Um, I don't know. I mean, it feels like The Great Wall. Like, a lot of money, yeah. a lot of prestige, and blah, 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 blah. That's too bad, because I love that first movie. That yeah, first yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I would almost say you would probably be better off not talking about this. Let them yeah, draw yeah, the, yeah. Soul, yeah, the, yeah. the connections. Uh, let's see. Loveless. Kid goes missing. Looks depressing. Looks depressing. Well made, but depressing. To, yeah, I, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I think this is one of those ones. What country that, is it? I uh, think it's American or Australian, something weird like that. No, they were they were. Really, was I, it? I I, I, mess, I think it was I mess, a, mess, a foreign language. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I I it, honestly, it slips my mind, which yeah. tells you all you need to know it just about doesn't, this. It, uh, it, it just looked like more ha- more anguish and hand wringing, and what, yeah. where's my son? And you know, uh, we're gonna skip that one too. Gonna come back. This actually looked good. Vizante. It's a black and white interracial love story that set in fantastic. slavery. It yeah. looks great. That looks amazing. I don't know exactly what it's about, but but man, that black and white is deep and rich, and, yeah. and it looks great. So that one, I I'm I do I did add to yeah. my list. Uh, and then finally, these last two, um, Annihilation, the second uh, from Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina with Natalie Portman. We're getting more story, and I'm in. Yeah. It looks good. It looks so good. Yeah. yeah um, supposedly, this woman, her husband goes into the sh- something they call the Shimmer, which mm-hmm. is some alien thing, and he comes out in a coma, and so she goes in to try to figure out what happened. Yeah. It's a, a, it's, it's, it's a trope that's becoming more and more used where people are stepping you know into another dimension mm-hmm. or some some other you mm-hmm. know some and uh and there's always some kind of a portal or a wall or something that you have to go through right um so in that in that aspect it's a little derivative but it looks amazing mm-hmm. the acting looks solid the the weirdness on the other side of the shimmer looks mm-hmm. amazing, and then what's happening as you're coming. I'm yeah, I'm all over. Yeah, it. I I am too. I am. I I really, I, the first trailer didn't excite me. This one does. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and then same thing on this this last one. Um, first trailer didn't excite me. This one does. Uh, Ready Player One. Oh, this yeah. is the again we're getting more of the story and we're realizing and the big thing in this thing is and there's this uh, cyber world where everyone sort of spends their time right and it the guy who developed it or owns it or whatever in a Willy Wonka move says somewhere in the game I've hidden this thing if you find it you get my entire fortune and this company right. and you get control of this world and wasn't this was a, a well, it was I, a book I, a, first. right exactly and I, I know that um, gamers are mm-hmm. you know super excited because everybody loved the book yeah and then what happens a lot is is that because it's Spielberg he's managed to be able to like there are these giant war scenes where suddenly you'll notice that one of the guys fighting is Freddy Krueger right one of the guys fighting is a Disney character right. or because whatever. Because that's a thing with games now, isn't it? Is you can mod them and like mm-hmm. you can put in, uh, you know. A, I just saw. I want Godzilla game. in this game. Yeah. You know. Well, there's even down to simple things like uh, I've seen mods on like let's say Left 4 Dead where all the characters were Simpsons. Right. And that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just saw a great mod for GTA 5 where it's a zombie thing. And it looks way better than GTA V. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, especially now, the touchstones of computers and the cyber world and Facebook and, you know, this whole net neutrality thing. Right. Um, I think it's salient for the time. And, and the idea that, you know, the the normal kid defies all odds and right and you know because i don't think anyone is it's guessing a, it's a last starfighter for today yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah 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 uh so there's that there's all of those i'm i'm you know spielberg doing sci-fi sure yeah I, I by default sure um have you seen anything and we'll get out of here uh no uh, maybe i have i i i'm running on an hour of sleep right now. So. <laughs> right, because you had to get up and do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, most of what I saw this week wasn't important. Uh, I did rewatch Triplets of Belleville, speaking of animation. Yeah, we, and didn't, we didn't talk about that. We didn't that. talk about that. We did talk about the Triplets of Belleville. We didn't, or The Illusionist. And, or The Illusionist. We also didn't mention um, The Secret Adventures of Tom Thumb. Yeah. Which is yeah. dour. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, when you say that, it reminds me of another kids' movie that has some deep dark tones and that's secret of nim oh yeah yeah you know yeah that's speaking true. of don yeah, blue yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, for folks listening if you haven't seen it find somewhere i'm sure it's online find a copy of the secret adventures of tom thumb yeah that's good it's good yeah and it's old but it's good yeah um old Ninety. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, not much. Re- I rewatched Cropsey. Rewatched Mutant. Saw something called Extreme Eros Love Song '74, which was terrible. <laughs> uh, watched a documentary on Ray Kurzweil called Transcendent Man. Talks about um, what he talks about is the singularity about the moment when humanity and technology merge. Right. Cybernetic neural interfaces and right. that kind of thing. And you, and in the midst of this, you see this guy eating dozens of vitamin pills, <laughs> and has a very, you know, it's very interesting. He has a very interesting view of what the future is. Um, music, heard anything good? Uh, 
No. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, heard a couple things. Number one, Tom York of Radiohead has a new solo out record out called Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. Right. And it's terrible. I uh, heard some of that, and uh, yeah, I just know. It's noodly on on like a keyboard, and, and he's barely singing. And this is kind of... Ah. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, Craig Padilla, Patterns of Thought. It's very... Uh, shoegazy kind of mm. you, know, you put it on while you're doing something else and it's beautiful and then um, there's a live ghost record out called Ceremony and Devotion I don't know if you've ever heard Ghost Ghost yeah. they're a band that has a lot of trappings of Satanism they mm. talk a lot about Satanism right. they're made up like the lead singer looks like a Pope right but the music this new record the more I listen to it the more I thought this sounds like vintage Scorpions yeah, yeah, yeah. It's poppy that way, and it's not like all Satan. But it's it's songs that if you dig a little deep, you go, oh, look what he said yeah. there. But the music is good. And then finally, I fell down a hole this week. Uh, Prez Prado, who is a who was a guy band leader on the par with people like Desi Arnaz, Xavier Cugat. Sure. A lot of really bouncy, salsy mamba stuff. Mm-hmm. Prez Prado is mostly known because the music will stop and you hear a guy go, Hui! Yeah. <laughs> the music starts again. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. There's there's a song called Mambo Number no. 5, which is not the Lubega Mambo Number no. 5. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Good. It's just I awesome. hate that song. I do too. I do too. Um, Although, I have to admit, within the last few days, it came up on, on something and I'm all this is really as bad and I clicked it and I'm like it's pretty bad but then my foot betrayed me and I was bouncing you're and I'm bouncing like, god you're... damn it <laughs> uh, are you reading anything uh, yeah I'm reading a, a, a book called I, I, I want to pronounce it correctly I think it's called Yakahandra um, it's a clockwork century book I, I told you last week I was okay. to read these uh, Sherry Priest books oh right, right 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 Sherry Priest god we gotta yeah, get her that would be so she's cool. local right not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, but uh, uh, I did hear a really cool interview with Donald Fagan. Really? Uh, who never hardly does interviews, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it was it was really nice to hear him open up about um, Walter uh, mm-hmm. dying and uh, the lawsuit that he's involved in with Walter's estate. Oh wow! Which is trippy. Is he trying to get the rights back? Well, it, basically, the, what he's saying is. Um, you know, that him and Walter had worked up this agreement where if one of them died, you know, what was going to happen with the, the music. The music. Yeah, and mm-hmm. apparently his family or estate is not honoring that. And so he's, you know... He's, that gets dicey. Yeah. Hope you got you had that shit written down. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, wow. But it was interesting because I, I, I don't think I've ever heard an interview with Donald Fagan before. And no. it was, just came out. I, uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about a record they just released, um, Fagan, Boss Gags, and Michael McDonald. The Dukes of September? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Fagan's the weak link in all that. Really? Yeah, his, yeah. his voice, his aging, is an aging one. Yeah. Uh, me. Well, he, he always, I mean, like, he's got that very distinctive, mm-hmm. silky, I, I describe yeah. all those guys as silky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what the perfect is thing with these Deuces of September is like, you know, with Boss Gags and those guys. They all kind of fall in that same category. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, Amazon is starting to send out for, uh, I guess, a holiday to get people to shop. They send out these little paltry little gift certificates. Sure. So they sent me a $5 gift certificate, and I was looking around for something to get, and um, I found the first book by Re a guy named Rex Miller. It's a book called Slob. And uh, I had read it when it first came out. Um, I'd forgotten completely about it. Hmm. Slob is the story of a guy. He's a 500-pound man, hmm. giant of a man, who has a who uses like almost a bullwhip, a toe chain that he whips around his head and pops people in the back of the head and shit. He's a serial killer. Oh wow! And it's badass. Rex Miller was along the lines of people like Andrew Vox and those kind of guys who really know violence and they, right. they portray it in a really good way. So I picked up the first one um, and uh, I'll probably... I, I read the first couple years ago and I'll probably go back to it. It's a series. Them. Yeah, well he wrote one and it was successful and then he wrote another one and they wrote another one. I think there's like five of them. And I want to say that Rex Miller died, hmm. but don't quote me on that. But they're great. They're really... I always use the term muscly. They're real, they're like, you know, I, this is awful, but like guidebooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, serial killers, you know, drunk cop that has to find him before he kills again. Sure. Um, but there's a great scene where he walks into an office building with that chain in his hand and just starts <laughs> killing people. <laughs> and it's pretty impressive from, from a logistical standpoint. Uh, let's see. I think we're done. I think that's it. Next week, it's, we're recording on the twenty third. Right. The show will be out after I think after Christmas. But we're gonna we're gonna we're bringing Brian back. Well, Brian we know Nelson. their Christmas show. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about just a couple of films each that we really um, really liked that sort of mean Christmas. Mean Christmas, Christmas yeah. or or uh, I'm trying to stay away from White Christmas because I talk about it so much. But we'll right. see what happens. Right, right. Um, and then after that, we're into the new year. With and a, a new lineup of guests. We got and, a shit ton of guests yeah. coming up. And some of them are very, very cool. Uh, everyone from... Uh, and the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, All of our guests everyone, are cool. every We got everyone from like writers and authors to filmmakers to effects guys. Uh, I have a commitment from Tony Timpone. Nice. To come in. So we got a lot of things coming up. So stay tuned. Please give us a, some feedback. We want to know what you like, what we didn't like, what you think uh, we're full of shit on. Whatever. And, and pass it on. And, and let yeah, we're trying to gain, spread the word on getting people out to to hear this. And uh, if you're too tired to chew, pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we go. Episode 154 for the bonus material podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. and I'm Langley West. Stay scary. <laughs>